Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Carl Fox, welcome to Walmart TV. Um, can you tell us how you started and what inspired you to start doing the Kung Fu Monthly Archive? It all started because of the Bruce Lee Society book, which yeah. I'd always had an idea of doing. Um, I remember years ago buying the newsletters from somebody in Birmingham on eBay for about 32 quid, which were all the newsletters apart from first one. And years went by and I always thought it'd be good to put them all in a book. Um, but I'm, I was missing the first one and I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And then when COVID hit, we'd just moved house, I'd done all work in house and found that I'd got no else to do. And while I were unpacking some boxes, I found all these newsletters and thought, that book idea, I've got time to do it now. So... I contacted you, or I contacted Jason Art, because Jason sent me the first newsletter that uh, I was missing, and we put it all into, uh, I managed to scan everything, so I got all the newsletters then and put it into a book. Now, James Bishop, who had authored a few books in America, who I've known for a lot of years, said to me, why don't you do a book? And I said, oh, I don't know enough about Bruce Lee to do a book. Everybody knows more than I do. And he said, no, no, if you ever fancy doing a book, get in contact with me. So I contacted him about the Bruce Lee Society thing. And he went, yeah, yeah, let, let's do that. So I did that. Uh, I finished that off. Um, that were received quite well. And you said to me one day, uh, well, or I said to you, uh, I would never do another Bruce Lee book unless I could do the Kung Fu Monthly, and that would never, ever happen. And I knew that Mike Nesbitt, um, who does a few articles for Eastern Heroes, uh, he once said to me, uh, yeah, somebody asked a few years ago, and Felix Dennis said no. So that's the reason that I thought, I'll, I'll never get to do Kung Fu Monthly. So I emailed Dennis Publishing, and I said, I'd love to do Kung Fu Monthly. This is why I'd like to do it. You know, you need a fan to do it because somebody that you're going to pay a minimum wage to do it, you would never make any money from it. You'd actually lose money. 
So what you need is a fan that'll spend all the time doing it and eventually work for a pound an hour. And they went, yeah, all right, you can do it. And they gave me permission to do it. And that's how it came about. Uh, Carlos, so, so you started with that. Um, so was there a difficulty, sort of like, what was your vision once you'd got the permission to, to do the Kung Fu Monthly Archive? What, what, how did you visualise it? Because you've made it into a, a, a long-running series now, which I think, I don't know, are you a third of the way or half the way through? Yeah, about a third of the way through. Um, I originally set out designing it like a traditional book, uh, similar sort of layout and everything. And I'd done the first, well, I'd done all three volumes of poster magazines in that sort of format. And I'd learned Adobe InDesign myself to be able to put it all together. And then I decided to release a booklet to introduce the series. And I designed the booklet with black bars at the top and bottom of the pages and they all fitted in quite nice and I really liked how it looked. So I ended up redesigning the books that I'd already designed to fit in with that look. And then they all were supposed to be with black bars at the top and bottom of the page all the way through. But then I wanted to try and colour code each issue to match, to give like a little nod to the original designers, a Kung Fu Monthly. So when you look at issue 19 of uh, in the book and you'll notice the black bar and you'll notice the text colour, um, the, the, the colour of the bar and the text colour corresponds with um, Kung Fu and the editorial colour in each of the magazines. So when you look at each side on it, it looks like a kaleidoscope of colours all the way through, like a little rainbow all the way through. And it's my little nod to Kung Fu Monthly so that you kind of get a little thing of how it were for the designer, what they were looking at. And it's introducing that colour back in. Because when I spoke to Richard Adams, and I said, why did you do that design? And he said, it were easily replicatable all the way through the series. We could do it many, many times over and over again and we didn't need to change anything about it. It was a simple design. And the colours were just a nod to Oz magazine because we always use really garish colours. So when you look at the original Kung Fu monthlies and you can barely read the articles because the colour of the text clashes so much with the uh, background colours, that were a little nod to Oz Magazine. Yeah. And my little nod to Kung Fu Monthly is by having all the issues colour-coded all the way through. The, the response to the magazine, can you tell, tell us what the response has been like to the, to the first volume, I think the first volume is now? Oh, it's, it's been great. It's, I've sold so many copies, and they're not cheap, they're £50 a copy, but it, it's 50 quid for how much? How much would it be? Six, seven hundred pounds worth of magazines? That people, the thing about Kung Fu Monthly, the poster magazine, even as great as it was for kids at the time, people buy them, people want them to be a collector's item. And people will not open them up because they'll damage them, they'll do whatever else, they want to keep them. In. The, the amount of times that you open them up and fold them back 
and they start getting damaged, you start getting holes in the creases and stuff like that. People don't want to do it anymore and they don't want to damage the collection where you spend 50 quid and you can read through it. Now, I did the colour book and then I did a black and white version that the colour with what I mentioned with the bars and the text don't translate as well. But it's like, as you told me when I gave you a copy, that is your collector's book that goes on your shelf and that is the book that you flick through and you use for reference. And it's a lovely little reference book that you can look and do whatever you want with. Mm -hmm. And very little effort went from translating it from the colour version to the black and white version. It was pretty much straightforward, just different shades of grey all the way through. One of the, the big things um, was uh, Wisdom of Bruce Lee because that was never produced by uh, Kung Fu Monthly as in the template as you explained to me. So can you tell us a little bit about what you thought to Wisdom because you did an awful lot of work on that. Yeah, you, you put me onto that and the difficult thing about that was it were only released in like Holland um, or Netherlands, Italy, Germany, Spain, few places like that. We advertised over two issues of Kung Fu Monthly, but never released over here. Um, so you put me onto the thing. John Overall, the Bruce Lee Review, got me a copy of the Dutch version sent through. I think it was Leon Burkhout who sent it to me direct for, on, on behalf of John. And I got that and I thought, I've seen the German copy now and I've seen the Spanish copy and they're all exactly the same. There's The pictures are exactly the same. The only thing that changes is the text that's in it, like from one language to another. So we got the paperback from America and I were going to do a version to put it into the same format as what the Dutch and the Spanish and the Italian version, the German version, all were. But the text overran, and it didn't overrun slightly, it overran a lot. So it would have been like 300 pages, and I'm like, that can't be right, there's something wrong somewhere. So that's when I translated it, the Dutch version to English and realised that it was more of an abridged version of the full version American, the, the full American version that came out. Um, so the plan was to release the Dutch translation into English, as it were. But what I weren't happy about, that it would have been an awful bastardization of the original text because it would never have been Roger Hutchinson, the original author. It would never have been his text. It would have been his text translated into Dutch and then Google translating the Dutch version back into English. And something would have been lost somehow. So I translated the Dutch version into English, got a text comparison utility, which I used to use for doing website comparisons. So I could display the full American version on one side and the translated Dutch version on the other side. Split it into paragraphs and identify the paragraph from the Dutch translated version to the American version. Delete that paragraph, copy that paragraph across because I knew what it was talking about and I were able to identify it. So what we end up getting with Wisdom of Bruce Lee is we end up getting a hardback version, a softback version, which is the full version, updated version of the paperback. 
but we also get a true version of what Kung Fu Monthly would have released had they released it back in 1976 or something like that. So we get that abridged version all the way through, which is Roger's words, identified from the translated paragraphs from the Dutch version with all the photos put in. Fantastic. And what's the response been like to that? We've sold quite a few copies. Uh, people have bought multiple copies, even like I think Michael Lockwood over in Huddersfield. Um, he bought the hardback full version and then a few weeks later bought the hardback abridged version. Then a few weeks later, when that arrived, bought the softback because he wanted all, all three copies, which right. which is great. Right. And, you know, we, we have sold, we, we did 50 uh, hardback abridged versions. I think we're up to 35 or 50 yeah. up to now. And then, so we've got another 15 left and then that's it. There's no more after that. Right. What's your, what's your next plan for the, for the books now? We'll come back to the end of the dragon in a minute, but what, what, what's your next plan for the Kung Fu Monthly? Uh, Power of Bruce Lee is done. Because um, I should have had four books out this year, four of the KFM books, but I only released two, you know, with personal work commitments and stuff like that. So we, I only released two of them. The Poster Magazine Volume 2 should have been out now, but that will replace with the Enter the Dragon thing because you can't... Enter the Dragon 50th anniversary sounds better than 51st anniversary. So we had to kind of rush that out for event. So we got that one done. So the Poster Magazine Volume 2 will be out next year. Uh, June, something like that. Maybe we might push it a little bit later on in the year if we do another event. Uh, maybe we'll launch it at that event because it is a nice book to launch, you know. And next year will be 50 years of Kung Fu Monthly because that started in 74. So next year will be 50 years of that. Get Jeff Cummins back over with a new print. Um, he's on about doing cover for a semi-official Kung Fu Monthly number 80 to say goodbye to the thing because it will be finished next year and then that'll be it. Uh, after that... Um, I'd like to move on. Um, you know, one of my big things is karate. I've I've always been a Shotokan karate guy. Um, so, yeah, KUGB. So I would love to do a book on uh, Anoida Sensei, and it's something that I have started putting together. So once the, once the KFM things are done, uh, I will move on to that. But at the moment in time, I'm sort of like focused on doing the KFM things because I want to see the series through. I want to finish the series off and then move into something else. Mm -hmm. I would have liked to have carried on this year with the KFM thing, but the Enter the Dragon thing, 50th anniversary, we just really needed to get yeah. that done as well. This is your second Rise of the Dragon event and you put an awful lot of time and effort into putting it together. <laughs> Um, what's what's the, been the, the 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 lows of doing something like this? The lows. Um, I don't know. I have a moan, and 
I'm on a lot. But I'm on a lot. Everything, everything annoys me. I'm I'm 44 years old. Everything annoys. I'm at that sort of age where, you know, I'm I'm not young anymore. So I I do not have a moan. But I'm not old enough to like just let everything rest. I'm always mourning about something. I don't know what it is. I'm, but yeah, everything I just like to mourn about. I don't know what low part is. I enjoyed organising. I enjoyed looking back. At the time of being stressed, I had to be stressed. But looking back, and I kind of enjoyed it, yeah. you know. Yeah. And And that's what... I've discovered things about my organisational skills that I didn't realise that I had yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, I think that's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sort of like, just to, as a little bit of a thing is, where do you think Bruce Lee fits into with this in, in your mindset now? How, how do you think Bruce Lee, because you've been in touch with a lot of people um, to do with Bruce Lee now. So, where do you think Bruce Lee fits into your little lifestyle now? I'm with what John Little told you. Bruce Lee gets you to do things that you wouldn't ordinarily do. Yeah. And same with me with writing. I would never, I would never good at school. I got three, four D's and E and three F's at school. I, I was terrible. English, maths, everything and end up releasing books, it's like absolutely mental. You know, that you know that I'm so bad at English that I release books. And I, I got F in IT. Yeah. And F in IT, I ended up designing websites, I ended up doing everything else that I ended up yeah. doing. I, I designed my own books on Adobe InDesign. I edit videos on an Apple Mac, mm. which is another thing that, I spent £11.49 on an Apple Mac at Christmas because the guy said that I won it on eBay. Um, £11.49 for an Apple Mac that just has a white screen. It doesn't do anything, so I don't know if it works. I thought, I'll take a punt on that. It's only a week. I'll go pick it up. Picked it up, put it on. Yeah, white screen. Opened it up. White screen. There's no hard drive in it. Stuck an hard drive in it, put an Apple Mac operating system, and I got an £11.49 Mac with 48 gig of RAM. And, off, and that's what we did as Enter the Dragon thing on today. And as memories of Bruce Lee, and I only got that at Christmas, and I learned that I taught myself how to use Well, I did, I lie, I did pay 30 quid for a, an online course for X amount of hours that I downloaded and spent time over Christmas when I were off work. Um, with Christmas shut down learning, but I learned how to edit video on an Apple Mac. And I thought if I'm going to spend time learning how to use an editing program, I'm best off doing it with Final Cut Pro. Everybody uses Final Cut Pro, I might as well do that. And my inspiration for that would Bruce Lee because I would never have thought about editing video, I, th I would have always thought that it would be on me. You know, a lad from Barnsley working in warehouses and factories and chucking beds up and down and doing this, that, and other chucking doors up and down. I would never thought that it had, been, had happened to me that I'd have been sat down doing, editing a video together, Enter the Dragon, for response that we've had today. You know, it's just been absolutely fantastic. But it's like I said, John said the thing about Bruce Lee, he always inspires you to do something else. It's inspired me to do something 
video editing, writing books, designing books, learning new skills where other people are coming to me. Even John Little's got a Mike Mensa book due out. And it's all done, it's all designed, and I've done it. Mm. You know, I've I've done all the layout. John came to me, I want to release this book. I don't want to go through a publisher. You know, can you do this? Yeah, yeah. All designed, all done. Cover designed, all ready. Waiting for him to uh, say, yeah, we're ready to release it. We're waiting for the last couple of bits from it, and then once that's it, we released, and that's from John. And I love John to bits. He always inspired me. When, when I were in my 20s, and you know, to, to be doing a book for Johnny is just absolutely brilliant. I love it. Gal Fox, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.